to your beloved, this is Speak Life Radio, or go tell my brethren ministry with your sister in Christ, Rachel, Carlene, Renee, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, Lord and King. Today is August 12th, still August 12th, praise the Lord, 2022. Welcome to Speak Life. I say still because of the AM prayer, it just seemed like, you know, yeah, but Welcome to Speak Life, beloved. I am praying for my whole household. I'm lifting them up. I'm praying and lifting up your whole household in the name of Jesus. I pray too in the name of Jesus. We're going to do that right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. So I am lifting the kingdom family. With a little kick, right? Okay, so I'm not an expert drumist. Okay, oh, I don't even know the truth. But anyway, so worldwide, the beloved of God, the martyr saints, the persecuted saints, those trotting down, those taken by men stealers, those feeling weak, weary, withered, and even worn. Yeah, just, just somewhat tired, spiritually tired, okay? Praying for you, beloved, in the name of Jesus. And we are lifting up children worldwide. We're lifting up children. Natural and spiritual children, we're lifting them up in the name of Jesus. I pray so. I pray we are. I pray we are lifting up their households, foster children, adopted children, natural children, children in orphanages, children in group homes. Yes, because that's I'm familiar with that. So I did uh, in my years or so. Uh, Social service. No, I wasn't in social service. Human service, sorry. My years of human service. Yeah, I worked with many children. So, um, basically, mostly with behavior problems, though. But it taught me how to love. Yeah, taught me about myself, too. Anyway, so, uh, lifting up children worldwide. Um, those in detention centers. Yes, those out on the street. Homeless children, praying for homeless children, praying for homeless children, abandoned children, abused children, yeah, demonic children, praying for them too, because they exist. So, just praying for children, children, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we are lifting up those that are just beautifying the body with their encouragement and their strength and their endurance until the end because they really need to call and talk to me and and teach me how to endure serious to the end of this thing (laughs) in the name of Jesus. Yes, but we are lifting those. Those that are carrying, they carry, they're carriers. And we have to learn how to be releasers. Yeah. It's not our job to carry. To hold on to, should I say. Yeah, we carry to Christ, but it's not our job to hold on. You know, we got to believe our prayers. We have to believe our prayers. Sometimes it can get a little touchy. Depending on what and who we're praying for. But, and why. But, we got to believe. Can't give up on that, on our hope. Yes. 
Yes. Yes. So we're lifting them up. Those are the breath of life God sent. From all, you know, and the beautiful thing about the internet, now you can meet people across the world. And just by a touch of a button. And don't have a screen where y'all can see each other because that may be the only way y'all truly get in contact at this time. So to God be the glory for all those internet fellowships around the world, okay? In the name of Jesus. So Father, we come before you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we come. We come, Lord. Speak to us. Speak to us, Lord God, clearly. In the name of Jesus, give us strength, Lord. And we thank you for it in advance. Lord, show up. Speak to us. Speak to your children for this day. For this day, for this weekend, let us worship and praise you with our whole hearts, soul, mind, and might. I know I always get that wrong, but yes, Lord. And encourage, strengthen with all might, Lord God, and all wisdom and understanding and knowledge, prudence, equity, knowledge. I already said that. And discretion in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, I invite you in because I know I need you to, I need you this evening. I need you, in the name of Jesus, I bind up everything that's contrary. I bind you up in the name of Jesus. Yes, and I thank you, Lord, and I give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. So, welcome to Speak Life. So, what I came to talk about was press, and it feel like I need to do that. Press. You know, this is, I don't know what's going on. Today... Okay, today is the first day of our fast for the school system as a whole. All the families involved, all the children, all the administrative staff on every level, okay? So, and all the grandparents, who, whomsoever, the children, who's, whomsoever is involved. I don't know whether it's that, now that I'm speaking about this. I don't know whether it's what we're fasting for. Or who is yoked to the fast. But I felt drained today. I felt like I was carrying someone today. Um, and I, I'm not understanding that. But it just kept coming to me like I am carrying someone today. And I have to uh, release. I don't know who you are. I don't know whether you're one of the people that's actually fasting because that's what I thought it was. I thought somebody was struggling through the fast. I'm like, you can make it. You can do this thing. Come on. You know, and and even in that, God, is, let me tell you, God is good. If you don't know God is good, see, when you pray, when you pray, <laughs> woo, let me tell you something. But anyway, I'm going to get back on task, okay? Because my, my neighbors was kind of, sort of, they wasn't on their worst today. But they were starting to cut. As soon as I started praying, came on Speak Life, they jumped in the car and left. Tell me God ain't good. I'm just saying. But anyway, y'all got to live through this thing to understand what I'm talking about. Y'all got to live through this. You, you know, we really don't know what people are going through. We really don't. But I felt like I was heavy today. And, and especially the closer... 
the evening guy, even coming on Speak Life, I felt heavy. I don't know where that's coming from. Uh, but, you know, I know it, it has something to do with this. And I don't know whether it's the weight of the the weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, because we can carry weights when we're fasting for people, when we're praying for people, when we're pushing through in worship, when we're prostrate on the floor for people, whatever we are doing, if we're singing and carrying people in prayer through uh, to the Lord, through song, through dance, it can be, yeah, teaching, pastoring, you have sheep, you carry, you carry. Um, and we have to do that transfer. We have to do that transfer. We have to do that transfer. So, yeah, I'm going to have to really uh, go into prayer either when I click off of here or something because somebody's heavy. They're heavy in their spirit, and I don't know what that is. I, I don't know who that is or, I mean, because it could be the, the what we're praying for. And what we're fasting for that has come upon my shoulders just heavy. But press. Press on. God is good. Now I'm telling you, God is good. Woo! In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Press on. Press on. Sometimes it can feel like you're all by yourself. Sometimes it can feel like that. Sometimes it can feel like you're all by yourself. But you are not. You're not like he told Elijah, like he told Elijah, um, there is, I want to believe it's 400. Okay. I don't. Okay. I think it is 400. It's 700. No. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let me, let me get this number right. Is it 7,000? Oh, let me get. Okay, First Kings. That's not, we're not guessing on this thing. I don't do that. No, we're not going there. That, what, what, where I get the number from? Okay, let me see. It's 7,000. I was way off. I missed a whole bunch, whole bunch of people, right? So it says in First Kings 19, God is so excellent. God, you are excellent in the name of Jesus. You got to love the Lord. You just do. Okay, it says, uh, this is Elijah. Elijah, okay, this is good, because Elijah was feeling faint, running from that control Jezebel, right? It says, okay, so I'm going to have to start at verse 1, because I was trying to find a place to start, and it's just not happening. So it says in verse 1 of 1 Kings 19, and Ahab told Jezebel, Ahab, I don't know how he got to be king, because um, he was a little weak. Okay. Always running to his wife. <laughs> I'm just, 
I understand communion, husband and wife, but whenever you got the issue, you got it is okay, I'm just leave it there. I'm just gonna leave because I don't know who listening and I don't know your house set up. But when the enemy at the door, your husband should not be going to get you to fight the enemy. I mean, I've been there and done that. I've been there and done that. But the enemy, I mean, the enemy at the door and your husband like, baby, go get him. I'm not going, God told me don't touch nobody marriage. But yeah, anyway. So it says, and Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Just like when he wanted the man's vineyard. He went crying to her. And she went and killed the man. And with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel. Sent a messenger unto Elijah. This just. This is just all wrong. Saying. So let the gods do unto me. Now, you know what? I just, I'm just seeing this. I'm just seeing this whole setup. And I know it comes from the other day with seeing the setup about, you know, when we are out of right standing in position, when the woman is the controller, okay, of the household with the man there. Um... And even without the man, because God is in control. Yeah, that's a false control. But anyway, so the thing is, right, think about it like this. Elijah outran a horse to meet Ahab. Now, Ahab is an evil king. Ahab is evil, okay? Him and his wife is evil. But Elijah faced the king. He faced the king. God sent him to Ahab. Okay? But Jezebel, okay? That's that's kind of rough. So it says, and then Jezebel sent the messenger unto Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me and more also. Man, she was a terror. Or she is, because her spirit if I make not your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. She was a hitman, a hit woman, assassinator. Or is, because her spirit still lingers, okay? And when he saw that, he arose and went her and went for his life. This is the man that stopped the rain for three years and then prayed again and the rain started. Elijah had so much power, but I'm telling you, I can't talk about Elijah because um, I didn't see some spiritual stuff that had me shaking in my boots. I mean, yeah, just a couple of years ago, just within the last, I'm just... I, I'm seeing spiritual stuff I've never seen in my life. And we got to remember, we're also flesh. So even though we know God is with us, it's still something to see stuff in spirit. It's still something. It's still, I mean, 
I've heard of people just slaying stuff in the spirit, just slaying. I mean, there's times when I'm just like seeing stuff and <laughs> we gonna bind you. But there's other times you can see spiritual stuff on a different level. And you just like, oh, this thing kind of scary here. And so Elijah, Elijah just killed. Now, is that where I got the number wrong? Was it the 400 false prophets? Is That's why I'm getting the number mixed up. Um, he just killed the prophets, okay? The false prophets. Here, Jezebel got him shaking. Okay? So when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, the church, and left his servant there. I'm just, you know, I love the Lord because you can read things a lot of times. And I don't care what you study in the word. There's always, there, there's always, if our eyes are open, there's always something new we're going to see. There's always something new we're going to see. Because he left his servant there. Elisha, is that the one? So, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a jupner, a jupner tree, and he requested for himself that he must die. He might die. Him and Jonah and some of us that's working in this thing. Yeah, when it gets, let me tell you something. I have a sister and she just believed when you're in these titles, and, and it's, it is kind of true, but when you're in these titles that sometimes we, we even see our pastors as superhumans. We see people as super, superhumans because of their spiritual gifts. But it's all given to God, by God. It's all given by God. And we have to understand, we're people, okay? And it's one thing to deal with stuff in the flesh. And even that could be scary. But when you're dealing with evil, pure evil, I don't know whether you've ever dealt with pure evil or pure wickedness. That is something supernatural. You, the flesh, you got to come out of that realm into supernatural realm. Because flesh is no, it's not equal to spirit. It's no equal to that. So, yeah. So, when even with me saying, you know, he went and he requests that he must die. Even Paul said at times, they even dreaded life. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I know I ain't going to be able to find I hope I can. I'm not going to speak that much. Um, I'm going to try to find this. Try to find this. Yeah. Same. <laughs> okay, so 2 Corinthians, we're going to go to, we're going to make a pit stop at Corinthians house. Okay? So, we're going to, uh, 
we're going to Corinthians house. And we are going into 2 Corinthians 11. This is this is New Testament talking. Okay? One of the confessions of Paul. 2 Corinthians 11. Verse I, I got to go straight to the verse. Um yeah, I got to. So it says, in journeyings often, verse 26, in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, peril is a serious and immediate danger, exposed to danger, threatened, insecure, uncertainty, jeopardy. So it says, starting over in verse 26, in journeyings, in his journeys, right? Often in perils of water, immediate danger, serious danger, exposure to danger of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by um, own countrymen, that is real, okay? That's real. In perils by the heathen, that's real. In perils in the city, which can also represent the church. In perils in the wilderness, which could also represent, it could be the wilderness or it could be in the world. In perils in the sea. This is how you know it's spiritual and it's not by the letter. Because in the beginning, he says often, he says journeyings often in perils of waters. And then down here, he says in perils in the sea. That's the water. In perils among false brethren. That thing is real right there. These, these, um, this is what comes. When you're carrying that cross. This is what comes when you're called. This is what comes when you are walking in your call. You're really in perils. Okay? And regardless of whether somebody think you are, you know. You know where you are. You know your walk. Okay? You know when you get to certain levels. You know. You know. So it says 27. It says... And weariness, and painfulness, and watchings often, and hunger and thirst, and fastings often, and cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without. Beside those things that are without or outside. That which comes upon me daily, the care of all the church. Wait a minute, but it's a part where he says. It's a part where he says. Um, even about his life. I'm not in the right one. Because there is one. Where he says that. Thrice. Was I beaten with rods? Once was I stoned, thrice suffered shipwreck, a night and a day. 
there is a verse where he actually says, let me see if I can find it. I'm trying not to take too much time because we got to go to, but this is also press, okay? We got to press through these things. We have to press, and it's not always easy. Okay, here's another, I think it is. Um, verse 9 of 1 Corinthians 4. For I think that God have set forth us, the apostles last, as it was appointed to death. For we were made a spectacle unto the world, and to angels, and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake. But you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honorable, but we are despised. Even until the present hour, we are both hunger, we both hunger and thirst, are naked and buffeted, and have no certain dwelling place, my Lord. And labor, working with our own hands, being reviled. We bless, being persecuted, we suffer it. Being defamed, we are entreat. We are made as the filth of the world and are the offscore of things until this day. Okay, no, that's not it. This again. Okay, well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see if I can find that verse later because it's taking up time. But I know I've come, it's a list that he does just like that last list. But regardless of what, we have to press, we have to press through all of this stuff. And it's a lot of stuff. And Elijah is showing us, too, that sometimes it's it's more on us than we can handle or we think we can handle. Because we can handle it with Christ. We can't handle it without Christ. But sometimes it just feels like that. But he himself, Elijah went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a jetner or juper tree and he requested for himself that he might die. So he's talking to the Lord and said, it is enough. My God. Now, O Lord, take away my life for I am not better than my father's. And as we lay and slept under, and as he lay and slept under the jupiter tree, Behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals and crust or crust or cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drank and drank and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat. Because the journey is too great for you. Now arise and eat. One thing I know, even in 
and fasting and things. And the type of fast that we're in for these three days. We have to stay in the word. And this is the reason for posting the verses. For those that may not do it for themselves. We have to, we have to, um, we have to stay in the word. Because even with fasting, something is being removed, okay? And so we need to fill that space. And we need to fill that space with the Lord, not something outside. Because now that's adding something else in. We have to, we have to fill ourselves. We have to eat the word. We have, that's where our strength come. Man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So when we are doing something and even congregational, even with two or three touching and agreeing, we have to, the, the, the warfare that comes with this, because it's not just praying for, for the people to go to school. It's praying against the weapon that is formed. It's praying against the evil that is operating. And so to keep our strength, we have to eat the word. To keep your strength, you have to be in the word. You have to commune with God because you will feel drained. You will feel weighed. You will feel heavy. You will feel like you can't continue on and it's, it's seven hours. Now, for some people, I mean, it's 12 hours. For some people, 12 hours is a long time to fast if they're not used to fasting. If they're not used to fasting, and this is a fast with food, okay? So if you're not used to fasting, that 12 hours may seem like it takes forever, okay? But if you're used to fasting, you it may be easier than it may not. It depends on what you're fasting for, why you're fasting. And if you're yoked to other people fasting, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. So we have to eat to keep our strength because this is not an easy task. This is not flesh. This is spirit. This is spirit. And you, we don't know who we're praying for and what we're really praying against. So it's nothing but God that will keep us strengthened in this thing. And sometimes we can get comfortable in our gifts and put our hands to stuff or fight through a gift. But that's not, we're not going to make it through a gift. We're not going to make it through that. We're only going to do it through Christ Jesus from God our Father in the name of Jesus. So he says, and he arose, Elijah arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat 40 days and 40 nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. So he did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat, of that meat. It's only three men written in scripture that fasted 40 nights and 40 days. And one was the Lord. Three, the law, the prophets, the law, Moses, the prophets, Elijah, and God himself, the word of God. Three, okay? So it says, and he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. 
And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. The word goes where we are, okay? And we got an ear to hear. And said to him, what does you hear, Elijah? Why are you here? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken your, your covenant, thrown down your altars, and slain the prophets with the sword. And I even, I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. I'm in verse 11 of 1 Kings 19. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent or tore the mountains and break in pieces and, and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. When also the word means spirit. My God, thank you. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. Spirit also does that too, can do that too. Mm -hmm. And after the earthquake, a fire. Also a spirit or spirits. Okay. But the Lord was not in the fire. I'm trying to hear as I'm reading. Okay. And after this, after the fire, a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in the cave, a dark place. He went into a dark place. And behold, there came a voice unto him. And said, what does you hear, Elijah? Is there somebody hiding right now? Are you hiding? Are you afraid of something or someone? Is it me, Lord? Lord, is it I? Are you hiding? Is there something that has shaken you in your faith? So, are you hiding in a dark place? Are you hiding because of this journey with the Lord? It could be, I don't know what, I'm going to just tell you what I just heard. It could be from your church. Are you hiding from your church? Ah! What is it, I? Are you hiding from your church? Because... They haven't welcomed you. You're not welcomed there. I think this is for me. You're not welcomed. And so, maybe many has come at you. Not as friends, but as foes. Are you hiding? Yeah. Okay, so it says mm, 
it says um, in the okay go forth and the Lord behold the Lord passed by okay no and he says um, in verse 15 the Lord said unto him I have lost my place Okay, verse 15, I think. And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. Mm. And when you come, anoint Hazel, or Hazel, Hazel, to be king over Syria. Yeah. And Jehu, oof, these are evil people. And Jehu, son of Nimshi, shall you anoint to be king over Israel. These are evil men. Jezebel is evil, but these men are evil. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel Mehola, shall you anoint to be prophet in your room. So he's running from one, one great evil. But Elisha going to be the prophet with two seriously evil men. Okay. And it shall come to pass that him that escapes the sword of Hazel shall Jehu slay. <laughs> and him that escapes from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. My Lord. Yet I have left me 7,000, 7,000, I was way off, okay, 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which have not kissed him. Mm -hmm. Everybody doesn't, sometimes it really feels lonely, um, but there's at least 7,000 out there with us, at least. There's a remnant in the earth. There's always a remnant. So Elijah departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 oxen, my Lord, before him. And he with the 12th. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. We got to press. This thing is not always easy. There's times I don't want to, I don't really have the feel to come on to speak life. There's probably been times I didn't want to come on to speak life too. Because you just don't feel encouraged. You it's, It seems like many times it feels like I'm talking to myself, okay? And it just, you know, it just sometimes you wonder about the work. This is because this is what he says. He says, and he said, I have been jealous for the Lord, God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant. And it's true, when you see the people forsaken, the church forsaking, the chosen people forsaken the Lord, and even uh, David said he's jealous and he hate him with a cruel hatred. It's like, especially Psalm 119 talks a lot about forsaking the Lord. And it could feel like that, but it's like Nehemiah on the wall. There are gaps, there are gaps, but people are there, but there could be gaps. And they might be gaps apart. 
And this is the great thing about the internet, but a tricky thing about the internet. Because everybody that say, Lord, Lord, don't necessarily mean it, and they all won't get in. And so sometimes people just gravitate towards you because they know you're going to speak the right thing. And sometimes people gravitate, uh, hate to gravitate you uh, to you because they know you're going to say the right thing. And so the ones that have the spirit of God that gravitate, they're there supporting. Sometimes they're in the background. You know, I, I believe I get a lot of background people, but, or enough to carry me, at least two or three, okay? But the ones that despise you for the word, they're they're just as much, and they could also be in the background. Or some of them come in the forefront, and they just slinging all kind of stuff, and it can become a weariness, but we got to press. We got to press on. Even when we know we're doing the work of the Lord, we have to press on. When we're getting weary, we have to press on. When we're getting weak, we have to press on. When we're in those perils, we have to press on. There is no other place to go. Once we go into a dark place, that's what they want. They want us to shut up. I'd have been told shut up publicly more than one time by different people, even people that, you know, I'd have been in the same house of worship with. And it's okay. It is okay because I've been, I'd had a, a muted speak life and people giving a thumbs up. Just like, oh, you, you know, but that is not my issue. Oh man, I did it again, anchor. That is not my issue. That's not my issue. Uh-uh. Rather a person want to hear the word of the Lord or not. That's not my issue. That's not my job. My job is to be here. God's job is to know our hearts and to know who is his and who is not his. That's not our job. Our job, if he said to proclaim it, you proclaim it. And before he tells you that, he already tell us that they're going to hate you and they're going to hate you uh, high, uh, above all men. I'm like, okay, why? And so it's like, if, if, we're, if we're relying on people to carry us through, we're going to be sadly mistaken. Because there are some people that, but all of us have our own assignment. And we come to esteem each other higher than ourselves, and then we got to move on. We have to still do our assignment. We, unless your assignment is to stick with that person. If that's your assignment, then like, like Jeremiah and Barack or Baruch, you know, if, if that's your assignment, Elisha and Elijah, if that's your assignment, then that's your assignment. But with that assignment, you see the wear and the tear. You see the wear and the tear. You are a witness and God set you so. God set you so. And that burden can start to feel like your own burden. Even with us fasting for other people, everybody that read the post is not going to fast, not knowing what's going to hit their household. But due to the fact it always happened to the other people, you know, and then those that won't participate. But let a famous person in the faith say, this is what we're going to do. Oh, this is what we're going to do. And stuff like that. It's okay. That's that's their thing. That's their thing. And then the two or three, listen, I don't ask God for a lot. I'm like, Lord, you know, you know, let, you telling me to do this? Okay, so this is what I'm, you know. And it's just like this. Listen, this is why people... You know, when they're looking at other people's lives and we're looking at other people's lives in the faith, 
Okay? We don't know what they sacrificed to get there. We don't know what they're willing to join themselves with to, to the edifying of the body. We don't know. And things that we're not willing to do, somebody else is willing to do that. Elijah felt like he couldn't go on. Okay, anoint Elisha because he's going to carry this thing through. Look at him plowing with 12 oxen. He got that, that type of strength. He's going to see this thing through. However, for your work, you're going to be rewarded with the chariots of fire. The only man written that we know of where the chariots of fire came down him like that. Okay? And Elisha, willing to go across the Jordan, willing to walk these places, willing to stick with him, get blessed to see that chariot fire and get blessed to carry that mantle and double portion. Now with that double portion, double trouble, but double anointing, double love for God, whatever that double is coming from God, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to the point you could die and, and, and your bones help to resurrect somebody. I mean, come on now. Talk about blessing. But in other people be like, oh, why you get that? Was you willing to go all the way? Was you willing to pick up that mantle? Was you willing to sacrifice your life? Was you willing to leave your parents behind and your family behind and them 12 oxen behind to walk with Elijah to his very end? Were you willing to do that? Were you willing to be the prophet for the nation of the people? Not just the country, but for the whole house of Israel. Were you willing to do that? We got to press on because sometimes that's our assignment and everybody ain't willing to do that. Everybody not even willing to cheer you on, but you press. Press, press, move, push, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going and come out of that hiding. Rachel, pardon me for that. But keep going. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I send the word of God to the people of God, to the ears of God, to the hearts of men. It is after seven, y'all. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Until 7 a.m. in the morning, when we start again with this seven to seven, or two in the morning, or two whenever God's perfect will is, till we see each other again, I'm sending much love, peace, and blessings out to you. In Jesus' name, peace.